about to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. started and um, everybody should have a pen and a paper um, if you don't they are next to Hunter in the seat there um, if you want to grab one so how many of you guys have had um, God either prophesy something to you um, something popped off of the word to you or he gave it to you audibly or through a vision? Okay. Has it come to pass yet? All of them? Okay. If you haven't had one come to pass, that's okay. Because it will. Okay. Now. The ones that the ones that haven't come to pass are extremely important to us because it's what we do in the meantime that's important. Okay? So the title of today's message is Holding On to God's Gifts. Because all of those things, a vision, audibly, things popping off of the Bible to us, a prophecy is an actual gift, a seed given to us for us to hold and watch grow and come to fruition okay now that piece of paper that I gave to you in a pen I'm going to give you a few minutes the things that have not come to pass I want you to write them down as you know I'm going to give you a few minutes don't it, it doesn't matter how small it is write it down on that sheet of paper for me I'm not taking it, this is for you, but go ahead and write it down. Okay, I know some are still writing, um, but I'm gonna go ahead and, but I don't want you to stop writing, okay? Um, I want you to take this list and either put it in your Bible where you're going to see it every day, put it in, um, tape it to your bathroom mirror, on your refrigerator, wherever it is, it's going to be in your face every day, okay? I want you to be able to see it on a daily basis. And the reason is, is because you will, it will bring it to remembrance, okay? And that's so important that we see it every single day. We want to keep the gifts that God wants to give us alive and thriving, not getting choked out by the things that we see in the natural. Okay, I don't want to get ahead. Okay. How many of you have struggled with believing um, that God's promises that he has told you will come to pass? Okay. You are not alone, but we are not going to stay there anymore. 
okay? We're gonna keep these alive and thriving so that it can grow no matter the circumstances that we face, no matter what we see happening in the natural realm. Jesus gave a great example of how a seed grows in Matthew chapter 13, verses three through nine. If you turn there. Now this is the parable of the sower. And it says, we're gonna start in verse three of chapter um, 13. And it says, he spake many things unto them in parables saying, behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth and forthwith they sprung up because they had no deepness of earth and when the sun was up they were scorched and because they had no root they withered away. And some fell among thorns and the thorns sprung up and choked them but other fell into good ground and brought forth fruit some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold and some thirtyfold. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Now, one thing that I like about um, this part of the Bible is that it explains that the disciples asked Jesus, what did he mean? We can go to God anytime and ask him, what are you talking about? What does this mean? What are you showing me? Okay, because he wants us to know everything that's what the word says that he doesn't leave anything away from us it's all ours okay his nothing is a secret so if we look if we go down the same chapter to verse 18 we're going to see jesus explaining what we just read It says, Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth it away, that which was sown in his heart. This is he which receives seed by the wayside. So if, if somebody is up here teaching, you don't understand what they're saying, that's the opportunity for the enemy to come and steal it away from you. Okay, so if you don't understand, ask. Ask afterwards. Try to hold on to that seed and keep it because he just wants to take everything he can from you. Okay, so but, let's go on to verse 20. But he that received the seed into stony places, the same is he that heareth the word, and anon with joy received it. Yet he, but, but yet he that hath he not root in himself, but dureth for a while. For when tribulation or persecution ariseth because of the word, by and by he is offended. He, is all, he also that receives seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word in the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becometh unfruitful. But he that receives seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word and understands it 
which also bear fruit and bringeth forth some a hundred, some sixty, and some thirty. This is a heart condition. Everything that is explained here is dealing with our heart condition. Are we lusting? Are we desirous of these things? Are we going after things that can choke God's word up? That starts here. Right here. Okay? Now, the question that you need to ask yourself is, are we open to hear God's truth? Are we open to hear the promises and the gifts that he has given us? But the answer is we must be. We must be open to receive everything that he has for us. And let me tell you something. The song that we sing, you know, I know who I am. And and the part where it says, doesn't matter what you see now. Because really, when you allow those seeds to come in, God will come in, do the work. You hold on to them. He'll weed everything out. And guess what? You'll have good ground. Okay? It's like a garden. You guys have a vegetable garden, a flower garden, whatever kind of garden it may be. When you start taking those weeds out, what comes out? This nice, black, wonderful soil. Once the weeds are out, you got to be careful. If you pull the weeds too soon and there's a baby little plant there, you will yank out that little plant and it won't grow. So we got to be careful. When we put those seeds in, we let him do the work because he knows at the right time to yank those ones out when his roots, his seeded roots are grounded. Does that make sense? Okay. Now, now this is vital to our walk with Jesus, okay? There is no other way than to have faith in his promises, no matter what they are, whether you are looking for finances or health or um, deliverance or for a loved one, no matter what it is, we have to hold on and truly believe in our heart that he is for us and not against us. Because we can go through this life and think, God, where are you? Where are you? How can you? How come? This, that, it's not him. You have to be grounded in the fact of knowing who he is, that no matter what you see going on the outside, it doesn't steal your seed. It doesn't choke it out. I had many reasons to believe that the the promise that God gave me for a sibling of mine, I had every reason to believe it would never come to pass. Have I seen it come to pass? No. But I haven't given up. Have I seen major, major changes in that person heading in the right direction? Yes. But even when I saw um, my family member looking like they were going to die in my living room, and when that person left, I just go to God and pray and say, Lord, this is what you showed me. I know this is a promise. You wouldn't have given that to me if this was going to happen. I don't know how you're going to do it. But I'm just going to stand and believe that no matter what I see, it's going to come to pass. And I had to do that for years and years and years when it just looked like it just wasn't going to happen. 
And those are the things that you have to take those promises that he gave you and hold on no matter what. Okay? There's promises. Let's look at Eve for a second. Eve, God spoke to Eve and the devil saying from her seed. It wasn't from her. It went down through generations. The seed was Jesus. Okay? But for everybody from Eve all the way down had to know, they believed and they spoke it. Because how would that ever gotten passed down that many thousands of years before they learned how to write? Through stories, through telling, through talking, through not giving up, through holding on to that seed. And I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it looks like if your uncle so-and-so, Mikey so-and-so, whoever it is, and you're like, oh, it's just hopeless. Look at them now. Look at what they're doing. I don't know if this is ever going to come to pass. You're going to choke your seed right out. You're going to block the thing that God showed you. And don't think for one second, this family member that I was praying for had other people that I didn't know planting seeds to, to my family member outside that I didn't know. So we can't always go by what we see because it will just choke out everything. You don't know what's happening on the other side with that person. You don't know who they're running into, what God's speaking into their life from somebody. You can't give up. You can't. You just can't. Now, the enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy. Okay? He wants nothing more than to take what God has given you, and he will do it if you allow him to. There's a lot of times in our lives that we don't really realize that we're allowing him in to steal from us because we don't know how to defend ourselves. We don't know how to stand up for ourselves. I know as a little girl, I was very, I like to stand up for people, especially if they were getting treated wrong. I would be the first one to open my mouth. That's the kind of thing that you have to have as an adult. I don't care what it looks like. You have to stand up and not be down here. It, you have to, I don't want this to come out crude or anything, but I've done it myself, okay? I have gotten down here, cried out to God when he's like, get up, what are you doing? Get up and use this right here and speak to the thing and you get rid of it. I'm cowering down, oh Lord, oh Lord. No, you can't do that. You have, you're bigger than you think you are. And you are stronger than you think you are. And you have more in you than you think you are. And I'm telling you, you just have to f just know that it's there. And don't be scared to use it. Just use it. You have to. You're in a, you're in a battle. But our battle is not, you know, like fighting. It's fighting, but you stand. And you use your shield, you use your sword, and that's what you use. You just stand there. That's what Ephesians 6 tells us. Stand. Okay? Amen. Now, um, 
have you guys, I'm sure, because we're parents in here, <laughs> have heard of the saying, if you give a child an inch, he'll take a mile? Because they do. <laughs> but if you give an enemy, the enemy, a hair, a hair, he will try to take your whole life. And it'll be um, bits by bit by bit. It's very subtle that you don't see it. That's why we have to be sober-minded. That's why we have to be alert. That's why we have to pay attention because he comes in in all kinds of directions. He'll use people. He'll use circumstances. Whatever he can use to get you off track, to get your mind somewhere else, to get your thought on something else than what the promise is that God gave you. Now, these promises that you wrote down, that's not the only promises I want you to focus on. That's very important, but every promise in the word of God is everything you have to stand on, okay? Now, um, if you would turn to Matthew chapter 4, we're going to start in verse 8. This is when um, Jesus is um, have been baptized in the Jordan, and he is now in the wilderness being tempted by the devil, okay? Because Jesus was tempted just like we were in the flesh three times, okay? Now, again, in verse 8, it says, Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And saith unto him, All these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. One translation says that, that the devil said, um, if, you fall, if you bow down to me one time. One. That's all it takes. One time. Okay? Now, Verse 10, it says, Then Jesus saith unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Now, that is um, the very first commandment in the Ten Commandments, is that you are to worship God first. That's it. That's your number one commandment. Okay? Um, what... What has the enemy thrown at you that you believed? Through somebody else, through whatever. What is it that he threw, threw at you that you believed? Has he come against your marriage, your job, your friendships? What has he come against that you have not put your foot down on yet? What are you allowing him to have ground on in your life? The Bible tells us in Luke chapter 6, verse 40, 45, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. So what are you speaking or thinking because what you're thinking is in your heart whether it's good or bad what are you meditating on what are you thinking about on a constant basis will eventually 
come out of your mouth. When it comes out of your mouth, you've planted the seed or you canceled out a seed and now you got to try to replant it back in your heart. So those are very, very important. What are you thinking? What are you speaking? I like that, you know, our moms always told us, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. That's actually a really good thing to live by because you don't want to say something and have that out there planted. Because we can plant that into our life, into somebody else's life. Once we speak it, it's already there in us because it came out. So we got to be careful of what we're thinking and what we are speaking. Now, you got to make sure you're not going to go by what you, what you see, speaking against the gift that God has promised because you can delay it to come to pass. And I went through that. Here's another one. Have you ever told your or said to yourself, did God really say that to me? Because you're going by your circumstances or what you are seeing or what you're believing. Are you questioning what God has actually told you that will come to pass? All those questions are lies from the devil, okay? Didn't the devil do the same thing to Eve when he said, did God really say? He's got no new tricks. We just have to know what they are so that we're not duped in the same manner, okay? You um, can't rest with those doubts and unbelief and all those thoughts anymore. You are going to have to get them out now. Do not do what Pharaoh did and wait until the next day. I caught myself doing that and now I'm very, I make sure I'm right on top of it. I said, oh, you know what, I'll deal with that tomorrow. We can't deal with what we're going through tomorrow because tomorrow is already more cares that we don't even know are going to come yet. We have to deal with what we're dealing with right now. And if that means you're at work and you're dealing with something, go to the bathroom. Take a few minutes, go to the bathroom. Take your 15-minute break, go sit in your car. Whatever it is that you need to do to take care of that thing right now, don't let it keep going and get rooted down on the inside of you because it's going to grow and it's going to speak out and it's just going to make things not good. Okay, you don't want to cancel anything out that God has given to you. You have to handle it right now. Satan is after your promises and he will not stop until you defeat him. We defeat him. We defeat the mountains. We defeat the things that are in our lives by what we believe and what we speak. Okay, so it's very, very important that you understand that words that we speak, when we got saved, God didn't say this prayer over us and we were saved. We had to speak it out of our mouths to receive 
from God, right? Okay, so it's the same principle. Now, First uh, Peter chapter 5, verse 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. You must keep the armor of God on at all times. The word of God is your weapon, and we use it in defense. The battle is already won. We have the victory. We just have to stand in it. There is no right or wrong way to do it. I used to think I know what to do, but I don't know how to do it. I know I can be healed. I don't know how to do it. But I didn't realize that it wasn't like a 12-step program or a certain specific prayer that had special words and all this hoorah, hoorah stuff that we're looking for. It really, truly boiled down to me getting with God out of my own heart and in my own way, praying to him. Okay? I tried um, to go off of somebody else's prayer, and God corrected me real quick, because I was like, oh, yeah, I'll just go pray this, and boom, it's there, da-da-da-da-da. You know, being young in the Lord and, you know, just thinking this is a magic thing, and it worked. But it, he corrected me, and I'm thankful that he did, because that's not how you receive from him off of somebody else's prayer. You receive from him from your own heart because he already knows your heart and when you speak from your heart, it's just, it works every time. So you gotta speak it from here in your own way, okay? You've gotta take the word of God, make it personal okay, to you, to him, okay? In that time, when you speak to God in your heart, you will bring back to remembrance what he has promised and has told you, and you hold on to it and don't let go like a dog with a bone, okay? You take that word and guard your heart. You have to guard it. God does put a hedge of protection around us, but we still are a free will person. We have to be careful. We got to guard ourselves. And what are we allowing in? And what are we allowing to come out of our mouths? Okay? God likes it when you bring to remembrance his promises. Okay? He likes it when you reason with him. He wants you to sit and talk to him. He likes it when you bring that to remembrance, okay? We see Peter um, bringing what Jesus did into remembrance when Jesus spoke concerning belief and how it works. Now, if you go to Mark chapter 11, we'll look at that. And we're going to look in um, verse... 21 and we're going to go down to verse 26 and Peter calling to remembrance say remembrance saith unto him master behold the fig tree which thou cursest withered away and Jesus answering saith unto him have faith in God say have faith in God 
For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, are you a whosoever? Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Now I'm going to stop right there. That's good or bad. Okay, you can speak bad things in your life and believe it. Okay? Or you can speak the word of God and believe it and have that. Okay? Now, verse 24. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when ye pray, believe that you receive them and ye shall have them. Don't beg. You have to go to God and say, Lord, this is what your word said, and I don't care what it looks like. I'm standing on it. I don't care what I feel like. I'm standing on it. I had to do that. I had, I, I was an attack of, I don't know what it was. Okay? I shared the testimony one Sunday up here. But it came down to the point to where I had to just make it between me and God. It was no more going to the hospital, them finding nothing. It was me and him. And I was in a lot of pain, but I went to bed. It's like, I don't know, three or four days of it. I went to bed that night and said, Lord, because I wasn't sure. I was not doing very well. I felt very bad. I said, Lord... I'm going to trust you. I'm going to go to sleep right now and I'm going to believe you because the promises that you shown me have not come to pass. I went to bed, woke up as if nothing ever happened. I had to stand on those promises that he gave to me because if not, the enemy wanted to wipe me out. Those promises that he promised you, he wants them to come to pass. It's up to you to make sure they come to pass. And those are your gifts. Say gifts. Yes. Now, verse 25, this is what else you have to do. And when ye stand praying, forgive if ye have aught against any that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. We have to go before God right. It's, 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 there, there's a, a, a story in here that Jesus talks about of um, a young man that he forgave a lot of money he used it as a parable, gave a lot, forgave a lot of money. And the guy was very thankful. But then that guy that was forgiven went to somebody else that owed him a little bit of money and wouldn't forgive him. And God, you know, the story is the young man went to jail. But forgiveness is a very big thing. Okay, you can't change what anybody else has done to you. You can't go back. The clock is going this way. You're trying to live this way. It doesn't work. It will never work. You have to find in the word your value to him so that everything out here can't touch you. No matter if they're having a bad day or not. 
If you allow somebody's day or how they're being towards you to determine you, then they're your God. Okay? I've done that with my husband. God had to correct me. My whole day was determined on how he came home and everything was all peachy king. It's not determined by that. It's not determined by that at all. I have to know who I am. I have to know what value I have and not base it on whether he gave me a hug that day or not, you know, or whether this is going on or not. You know, we have to base it on, well, who am I and what value do I have to God? Okay, and I'm just, I'm going to set you guys free for just a second here. Well, hopefully the whole time, but listen, <laughs> married couples, <laughs> you're not going to be married in heaven. Just, it's in the word, I'm breaking it to you. So you are gifts to each other, okay? And that's what you are. You're a gift to him. She's a gift to you. That's who you are. And how they behave should not determine how you behave. Okay? All right, so we're going to move on from that. Okay. Sorry. Okay, now where am I? Okay. Now, <laughs> we take the promises of God in whatever form they came to you, whether if it's a prophecy, a vision, popping off the page, audibly, however it came to you, you place it in your heart, you speak it out in faith, not doubting, right, because that's what we just read, don't doubt, and we will have it. How do you know that that is true? Well, let's go to Isaiah 55. We're going to look at verse 11. And it says, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. Now this is God speaking, okay? It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Now, God gave us this word this whole book right here is all of his word. He gave it to us. Now we have to use it because he doesn't want it to, re to return void unto him. That's what it says right here. It shall go forth out of my mouth, which all of this was spoken. It shall not return unto me void. Everything shall come to pass. But it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Well, I guess he thinks you're going to be very prosperous with the promise that he gave to you. And it's just going to have to come to pass. But you're going to have to do something. You have to do something. Because he already sent his word. That was his job. Now you, it's up to you now. What are you going to do? You're going to take the seed, sit it on your windowsill and hope it grows, dust it off every now and then? Or are you going to take that seed and really stick it in your heart, start speaking it out of your mouth? When that seed was given to you, weren't you excited at the time? Start getting excited. Start growing that back up. Pull it out. 
okay? You have to get back excited about the seed that he's given you, those promises that he's given you. You have to do that yourself. He's done his part. Now it's up to you. His word will never die, and it lives forever. Even when the earth passes away, we will still have the word. Why? Because we have the Trinity, God the Father, Jesus' Son, whom is also known as the Word, and the Holy Spirit, whom teaches the Word and gives us understanding. That is never going to go away. It's going to live forever. So this earthly stuff that you see that we get so entangled with, with our lives, is going to eventually be gone. Nothing. I don't care what fancy car you have, what kind of nice house you have, guess what? It's gone. It's going to be gone. Nothing. You cannot depend on anything that's in this physical earth. Nothing. Not one thing. But one thing you can depend on is him. He will provide for you even when it doesn't seem like it. He's provided for me and my family, which is awfully big. <laughs> and in ways that, because we just don't say a lot of times, you know, something's going on or whatever. And uh, it'll be on somebody's heart to give us something. And it was at that right time that we really needed that thing, whether it was food or clothes or whatever it was. But he did that for us. He was watching, taking care of us. Okay, and he'll do the same for you. If you are clinging to these earthly things, you have a thorny heart. Because those earthly things are choking you out. Choking everything that God has for you right out. Don't be materialistic. Okay? Don't be materialistic. Okay. Now, with all of that being said, we can take God's word seriously. We do not, um, if we do not take God's word seriously, Pastor Tom said a few weeks ago that we will be dismayed. If God has said something to us and we're worried about it, we're fretful, we're this, that, or whatever, we're going to be dismayed. Okay, dismayed means to feel consternation and distress. I know that when I have any kind of doubt on a word that God has given me, my body's in distress. I'm stressed about it. Up here, physically, stressed about it. I didn't realize until he brought it to light. I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Like, Oh yeah, no wonder this is what that is. You see what I'm saying? This is what that is. Now, you don't do you want to feel distressed over a promise that God gave to you? Okay. Or do you want to take God's word into your mouth, down into your heart, and see it grow thereby? Okay. Then take his word and do so now. We don't wait. We can put it off for years, we can put it off for months, we can put it off for weeks, but it's going to take that seed a lot longer to grow and, and to change into what it's supposed to be. 
okay? We have to do it now. Don't wait. There are too many things vying for your attention, and the enemy is one of them. Don't give him a foothold. Take these promises, which are God's gifts to you. Meditate on them and the word. Guard your heart with all diligence. Stand your ground. You need to get that back, that I'm not going to take no crap back, that kind of attitude, but in the right direction, (laughs) okay, towards the enemy. You've got to take that and say, no, that's it. And you, you need to, sometimes it comes out in a very boisterous manner, but do it. That's you taking your ground. This is my ground. You have no rights to come into my ground and take my seed, take from me. What are you doing? Uh Uh-uh. If somebody were to break in your house, are you going to sit there, okay, you can have whatever you want? No, you're going to be like, excuse me, what are you doing? And then you're going to probably beat them up or whatever. Uh, Get them out, right? Okay? (laughs) We have to stand up for ourselves against the enemy. That's what we need to do and not take it. Bullies like to just come at you and come at you and just try to wear you down. And we let it happen because we think, well, I don't know how to get out of this. But I'm going to tell you what, you open your mouth because I'm going to tell you something I learned about bullies because I was bullied a lot. They're weaker than you think. They're more scared of you than you are of them. So if you know that, which we already know we've won, We already know we have the victory. We already know we have the authority. We can stand up, use our mouth, and get them out of there. Okay? One way to do that is you say, Lord, I receive from you. Everything in the words, yes and amen. Say, I receive from you. That's you using your mouth, receiving it. Okay? Whatever is bound on earth, will be bound in heaven. Whatever's loosed on earth will be loosed in heaven. What are you binding? What are you loosing? What are you allowing in your life? What are you not allowing in your life? Those are important. Use your mouth. Something's coming at you, say, I bind you in the name of Jesus, not to be loosed again. Use your mouth. Just like that. Boom, you don't have to worry about it no more comes back say it again whatever's bound on earth is bound in heaven whatever's loose down here is loosed in heaven you don't want nothing loose unless it's all of God's stuff you want to take care of and use your authority use your mouth to take care of it One thing you don't want to do is give up based on circumstances, okay? On what you see, on what you hear in the world, you hold on to God's promises. They are a hot commodity. They really are. Because if they weren't, why would he come to try to steal, kill, and destroy? If it wasn't a hot commodity, you'd be left alone. He didn't leave Jesus alone. Not one bit. He came at him. He's a hot commodity. We have him in us. 
We have God's promises. And um, why would anyone want to steal anything that has no value? You don't see anybody breaking into a Honda Civic. <laughs> For real. They want the more expensive cars that have more valuable things. Okay? That's a one way to look at it. Um, Adam and Eve were duped because the enemy stole their right standing with God in the garden. He is a thief and he will do anything to steal what God has for you. And he'll take it from you and right out of your hands and not even bat an eye or think twice about it. He won't. He is cunning and sly. That is why we must be sober-minded and vigilant and guarding our hearts. You have to stand up for your right. And he will try to steal everything that is rightfully yours. Right out of your hand, right out of your pocket, wherever you want to keep it, he wants to take it from you. So these gifts that you wrote down were the promises of God that he has given you that has not come to pass. You take those home. You put them on your mirror. You stick them in your Bible. Wherever you're going to see them every day, I don't care if it's in your car. Wherever on your computer at work, wherever, as long as, listen, you don't want to cast your pearls. So if you have an office where everybody's walking by your computer, then I wouldn't put it there. This is between you and God, okay? This is something that he has promised to you. And every single word in this Bible I don't care if it's Old Testament, New Testament, Revelation, whatever, is for you. Everything. You are blessed going in. You are blessed going out. Okay? You are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. We are seated in high heavenly places. When we realize that, we're seated way up here and our foot is down here. Well, then we shouldn't be afraid we shouldn't fear we shouldn't be worried about things in our lives because we know where we're at and we know whose we are okay I think when I was a kid walking around with my dad if I had to go outside I'm like dad you want to come with me you know because you don't want to go outside in the dark without somebody bigger than you you know well we have him with us all the time Okay, we just have to get that revelation. We have to just know. And then that changes everything too. I want to encourage you to get in your word every day. Okay. Um, read it. Try to at least read a chapter. If you can't and you're stuck on a verse, that's okay. Meditate on that verse. However many days it takes because God's working a seed in you. And you take that and you hold on to that, okay? But when you're in here, you're going to get stronger and you're going to know and you're going to be able to stand up for yourself and you're going to be able to stand. And the circumstances in the world are not going to bother you. They just will not bother you anymore. It just I know because I, I know. They just don't bother you. Okay, you just, you're not, anything that's going on around you isn't going to determine anything. But that's strength, that's, this is what does that. 
knowing. Okay? So those promises, please take them, read them, bring them to remembrance. Let them grow on the inside of you and all the words on the pages of this book, and you will not go wrong. Okay?